Hello and welcome back to Life Unpinned. I'm Ellie Bradfield. Uh, today we have a guest who literally, if I could try and think of someone who encompasses so much of what this show is about, I, I don't think I could have chosen someone better. And not to mention, I have known this girl for about 10 years, which is just even better. Uh, we worked together, um, we've kept in touch ever since. Um, uh, I admire and respect her so much, not to mention she actually makes me cry with laughter. She is the lovely Miss Rachel Aves. Hi, what an amazing intro, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Yeah, I'm really well, yeah, really well. Where are you? Um, I'm uh, sat at my dressing table uh, at home, yeah, so drinking a 0% Stella Artois. Mm, I'm on the chamomile <laughs> tea, mate. <laughs> oh, we're just living the life, aren't we? <laughs> we mm. are. It is Friday night, by the way, when we're recording this. It won't be when we publish it, but that just shows, you know, how fucking lit we are these days. <laughs> um, so, okay. You and I, we met each other because we both used to work at a local council. And... Um, I had been temping on reception and I'd just taken on a a bit more of a um, permanent role Mm -hmm. and you came in about a year later and um, you were just about to get married. I was, yeah. Um, We had mutual friends, we were like going out in the same bars and all that kind of thing and uh, we've basically just kept in touch ever since. Um, Obviously you know we can get into what we do for work and well what you do for work and all that kind of thing later but Mm. I really feel that just you know to be clear Rachel has a very important high-powered job but there is one incident that um it back in the day (laughs) that kind of uh united us (laughs) yeah it cemented our friendship for sure I mean um yeah once once that idea I don't know how else you uh, get as close to, to someone as when you eat a flower in your car um, yeah yeah so I'll oh, go on I can feel like, I know you want to tell the story go for it <laughs> well how about we share so All right. it's my leaving do mm-hmm. and um we go out for dinner and we go out for a few drinks admittedly you're being very sensible and have a couple of glasses of wine I don't because it's my leaving do and at that point I don't care yeah so um safe to say i'm sufficiently sizzled or sozzled or pierced let's just be honest yeah um and you very kindly say ellie hun look at the state of you <laughs> i'm i'm gonna give you a lift home yes yeah so i did um, that yeah tunes <clears throat> are on yeah tunes are on i mean i think i stopped and bought a pack of vogues Obs. Yeah, because I thought you needed a cigarette to sober you up because that's what I thought would work <laughs> at like 23 or 2022. Um, and I'm sort of coming down the road and I see these blue lights behind me. And I mean, in fairness to myself, I really didn't think that two glasses of wine at that point was over the limit. I thought that that was like fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, so got pulled over. Um, sh- I mean, shit myself. Um, well, we both just looked at each other like, <laughs> sure, like, are they are they lost? Do they need direction? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I really and nothing like that had ever happened to me before. I've never, I've never even got a ticket. And like, and to be honest, apart from this, I've never been like, I've never had anything like that. Like, I've had speeded. I I get a lot of parking tickets, but it's because I'm stupid. But I've never had anything like that. So I was like so scared. So 
grab a penny because I remember seeing that on YouTube once. Grab a penny, shove it in my mouth. Um, and no, 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 no. Let's be honest. Yeah, Let's be honest. Okay, after the penny, which I thought wasn't <laughs> sufficient, and I leant back into the back of the car and picked up, <laughs> grabbed your bouquet of flowers, and started chomping <laughs> on a rose. <laughs> I was. I was pissed, but I just remember being like, what the fuck are you doing? I think, I think at that point I had no idea what to do. Yeah. Um, and you, yeah. you honestly thought it might help. You might help. You thought it would, the flowers would infiltrate your bloodstream yeah. and remove the alcohol from your system in time for the breathalyzer, which unfortunately didn't work for any of our listeners who are thinking it might no but it didn't and I think the worst thing as well was because we'd work because we worked at the council the people that arrested me I knew them and like I used to arrange events with them and arrange community events with them and they were just like I I don't and I think I, I remember them being trying to be really nice and I kind of went into this really um shitty sort of um attitude with them and they were like should we stop and get you a sandwich do you need a sandwich and I was like no no and now I know they were probably trying to help me because that would have meant it was more time till I got to the police station which would have meant it metabolized more and but because I was I was just feeling oh. really defensive which is yeah which is of my course. <laughs> well mate we both panicked and then I said I said to them all what am I meant to do? Because I'm just on the side of the road. And he's like, not fucking taxi service, love. I know, they just left you there. I just remember. <laughs> and they put me in handcuffs and everything. And I just remember seeing your face. And we just like looked at each other like, what has happened? Talk about a night escalating. And then we were both, we both had a public event the next day because you supported the mayor specifically um, at this event. And um, I was organising the events and I could not sleep all night. I was just lying there thinking, what is going to happen tomorrow? And I go to the office and I'm like building myself up, you know, for like this big dramatic, like, oh, my God, you just bowled in through the kitchen doors. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's and I hadn't slept. So um, and I was like, they, I had my one phone call thing, which I thought was something that happened only in the films, but it's not that they really do do that. <laughs> um, and so I rang my mum. And, and and my mum, like, bless her, she, anything that happens with me, anything I do, she just goes, oh, Rachel, okay, well, what are we going to do then? And she's very, like, action-focused. I love her so much. And she was like, right, okay, well, where are you? And I was like, oh, Guildford Police Station. So she said, right, okay, I'm going to come now. She sat there. They wanted mm. to keep me for hours, so they kept me until about 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, oh, and the whole time, I could actually hear my mum, like, shouting at them, like, but I'm here. She's not going to drive, so just let her out. Like, I could do anything, and my mum would just be like... If I got in trouble with school, at school, my, my mum would just kind of say to the teacher, I just feel like you don't really like Rachel. You know, I think that's <laughs> the problem here. And they're thinking, no, no, she definitely swore at me. And she's like, which is like, yeah, but why did she swear at you? What did you do? You know, so yeah. she's always got my back. Yeah, what was your trigger? Yeah, no, exactly. What did you do to her, though? Um, but yeah, so yeah. I could just hear her, like, begging to let me out. But they eventually let me out, went home, had a shower, turned it back around and went back into... It was a Saturday working as well, wasn't it? So sort of went yeah. in and yeah so that was fun oh my god honestly when you came in through those doors it was like hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah you can't you can't knock me down you can't knock me down you can arrest me knock me up but i'll still be there the next day oh. yeah wow. honestly that was just yeah i'll never forget that no. but um we had honestly thinking about it and weirdly today it's so topical because today there is a viral video oh of a parish council meeting that has got so out of hand. I love it. 
<laughs> and it literally just flew me back to our council days. Oh, absolutely. Like the stories. And like, I was thinking earlier, like, oh, my God, I can't actually say any of these because yeah. I just can't. Yeah. And I really wish I could share them with the world because they are pure gold. <laughs> I think the thing is, is that most councillors tend to be a specific mm-hmm. age. And so it is true that they aren't necessarily like tech savvy or, you know, they might have slightly historic working methods, let's say. And um, yeah, a lot of this, uh, it was just hilarious. I couldn't believe it. And interestingly, both of us now work in the governance Mm. field. Um, So again, very topical. Um, Why don't you tell us a bit about what it is that you do for your work? Uh, So I'm business manager now for House of Commons, but for a a team in the House of Commons. So I I lead on all of the the stuff that everyone loves to talk about, risk management, business planning, financial planning. So (laughs) I just spend my whole life annoying people. um, Yeah, Um, and just reminding them to do things that they just think aren't very important. Um, But yeah. Well, no, they don't think it's important until something goes mm. wrong and then it's your oh, fault. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I've just had that. I had that last week. Um, they think, well, yeah. We haven't got this thing. And I think, oh, that's the thing that I've been asking you to do for like a year. Yeah, yeah. That thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I absolutely love it, to be fair. So um, uh, it's it's really interesting. It's a really cool place to be. I, like, I really miss it during lockdown. Um, I've had to go yeah. in the last week or so and just to kind of be back in the building kind of just reminded me like what I'm doing and why. That must just be such a fascinating place to work. And I can't even imagine right now when it's basically empty. I mean, that building is just steeped with history mm. and, yeah, amazing. I, I mean, we all walk past the Houses of Parliament and stare at it along the mm. river. Let alone going to work there every day. You must love yeah, it. Yeah, it is really, really cool. And, like, I was, like, I was managed to take my grandparents before they passed away as well, which is, like, amazing. Mm. Um, I've taken my mum a couple of times. I've taken some friends because there's, like, you've got like underground tunnels and it looks like Hogwarts in places so um yeah it's really really cool I mean it's not there are a lot of rats so it it sounds really glamorous and stuff but like there's rats and bits of building just fall off on you and stuff but apart from that um yeah it's a really special place to be um yeah I really enjoy it oh well you certainly work hard Mm. for it I mean um is that always because for me like my career has been like only really I've always made my own career if that makes sense I didn't go to university decide I wanted to do a job go in at entry level work my way I just haven't done it like that I've made moves Mm. and seen opportunities and I've kind of naturally evolved into the profession that I'm pursuing now um so with you I think I remember you'd just taken quite oh yes because before you worked at the council, you were working um... <laughs> for a funeral company. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, so, and I did that from, I might as well be some of yours. I got into uni um, and I sort of told myself I was going to take a year out and then went and worked um, just because of family stuff. So I went and did that and just kind of ended up getting noticed a bit. They were like, oh, you know, mm. she's keen and she's like you know like bright or and and she's um enthusiastic and so I got loads of opportunities and I like moved to Birmingham for a few months at one point and um went and worked like with the corporate people and um just took every opportunity possible um which sort of led to the, the job at the council and yeah just if anything whatever got offered just always grabbed it and ended up never going back to uni but went to 
night school, like sort of the sort of similar things to what you've done now, study accounting and did it that way? Yeah, I mean, working full time and studying is horrendous. There is no other way to describe it, especially when you get to a point that you and I are at where we have a lot of responsibility Mm. in our jobs and we rarely, you know, get to work at log on at nine finish at five and have an hour for lunch I mean those days were over so like yeah it's really tough but also I'm so I feel so interestingly I did a podcast with my friend a couple of days ago and she said in there passing an exam doesn't define Mm. you and I totally disagree and I said this to her on the podcast like if anything like that's what we're working for like this thing is me it's what I've achieved and it's and it's um it's quite literally an example of our personality our dedication our hard work our commitment like everything summarized in that qualification so I actually really agree with that um because because I mean you can get a cert to a certain level with experience and I I but I was finding I was hitting a bit of a ceiling with it that um Exactly. You can only kind of because I think we both we're both a bit like this. Got a bit gift of the gab. Can really blag my way into anything if you make people laugh in an interview. <laughs> it really goes a long way. Um, and it, yeah. a lot of things is about your personality and your um, sort of what you can possibly offer as opposed to what you've already done. Um, but yeah. if you, I think there is a, a point that you, that sort of runs out of steam, and you do need to sort yeah. of. Um, formalize your experience in some way in some sort of qualification otherwise it's just not gonna it's just not gonna go any further so exactly in a profession like in the kind of worlds mm. that we're in sales and everything is different and she works in the sales oh, right, world okay. so it's totally different but yeah I mean well I mean it's killer but I'm so pr- every time I pass or every time I get a bit further I'm just I can't explain it like I can't sleep the night before I get my results because I work so mm. fucking hard and I sacrifice like you know holidays and weekends and do you know what I mean it's it's not it's not just a piece of paper it's It's not not, it's not I mean my first relationship my my sort of but my marriage really suffered through my study and through my dedication to work like I would be up and gone before they even woke up um and then I'd be back really late and um like weekends and I'd study evenings I would be in college two three nights a week so and it really suffered and um I mean, that's not why I ended up ending, but um, it, it did suffer mm. for a while because of just the way I felt about my job. Exactly. And in a way, I look back at those beginning, like, key years of the career that I'm in now, and I wish that I'd just been on my own so that I could have ha- just focused on it. Um, but, you know, life's not like that, and you've got to learn in these jobs to be able to actually have a life. <laughs> whilst progressing yeah. and it's it took me years to work it out genuinely mm. I don't think I had a life for a while so yeah it's been been a bit of a journey mm. um okay so when obviously I first met you you were engaged mm. you were getting ready to get married um and I went to your wedding <laughs> you did oh my god you did you came to the day yeah oh my god you did yeah I mean, I mean, let's not think. I was what twenty twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and right, let's let's <sighs> not be, let's not um, mess around the topic. Okay. You got married to your child. What well, you know, childhood sweetheart. You've been together, mm-hmm. guy, 
for a long time yeah and then suddenly next thing I know <laughs> you've broken up you're getting a divorce and you've come out <laughs> yeah that's basically it <laughs> yeah yeah um talk to me how what so yeah I mean we had we had a really good relationship we were really good friends and um, like you say we've been together for a long time so it was kind of like marriage was the next the just the next natural step and I think I yeah. think it's quite hard if you've been with someone um from when you're quite young you've got the years behind you in the relationship that would um sort of make you think that the next step is marriage but your age doesn't match the sort of marriage yeah bracket so we've been together on and off for about 10 years um and then and it really was on and off because I even remember when we were working together it was very much off at one point and flowers were being sent and he oh was, you know, do you know what I mean? Like it was up until really close to a marriage. It was like mm. this. It was, I mean, it was a lot of infidelity, um, but I think that was right. an age thing. Um, right. So, you know, and so that was the driver for that. But I think at that age, I just, I think I just thought that it was okay. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So then we, we got married um, and I, I think, you know, the natural thing was then sort of children and you get that sort of, everyone just expects, you know, you can marry now, yeah. you're going to have kids, you've both got good jobs, you've got a house, because I got my first yeah. house at 20. Um, so it's like, I think sort of bur- purchased it. But then when, um, you know, after we got married, I really kind of put off the the children thing. And um, I mean, really now deep down, it's probably because I was very uneasy because although I, was, yeah. I was happy, but was it yeah. the life I was supposed to live? Maybe not um so yeah so there there was more infidelity in the marriage um which I just and I think as I got older I just thought you know what fuck this (laughs) fuck this yeah you're great really like you really love you as a person but this is just shit let's not let's not do this anymore um I wow I mean if I'm going really honest I after just moaned about infidelity um I went to a family wedding uh met a girl there Mm mm-hmm um, I'd always been bi as well, so there's sort of context yeah. to this. You know, I'd always said I was bi. I don't know if you remember. No, that. I knew that. Yeah. I did know that because we had a wild night out once and you stayed over. <sighs> and I remember in the morning you woke up and you said, oh, my God, did I try and kiss you last night? <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't remember this. <laughs> and you were like, sometimes I randomly just kiss my friends. And I was like, no, mate. Hold on, did I good. come on to you? Hold on, was I coming no, on no, to no, you? No, 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 you didn't. No, you didn't, which oh obviously means I'm not your type. Yeah, to be fair, I'm very much about, I'm very brunette. I'm very much about brunette. So, yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. But I remember you were like pranged out, and I was like, mate, it's cool, chill. Oh, you that's definitely so didn't. funny. Yeah. That's so funny. So, yeah. gosh, it's obviously like that deep, deep set anxiety, actually. That's yeah, really interesting exactly. that when exactly. I was drunk, that was going to come out. yeah Um, exactly but I mean yes I went to this family wedding I met this girl um ended up sleeping with her at the wedding um Mm -hmm. and we sort of went missing together for the next day like everyone was looking for us it's really awkward so people kind of then knew and I ended up having a panic attack on this plane on the way home thinking wow I'm gonna have to face up to this now um I know so that was um sort of late 2014 so I'd been married six months at this point yeah um and was like wow oh no yeah so you know this wasn't going to work so went home had a sort of text affair with this girl for a while um lying through my teeth all the time which was which was horrible and I I feel really awful yeah 
that's the thing obviously there's two parties that have to be considered in the marriage but Mm. you you were you weren't just hiding it from your husband you were hiding it from the world yeah and myself I think I really because I really didn't want to be gay I really ran away from it for a really long time um I didn't want to but I mean eventually I did I remember the moment we were sat in bed and the lights were off and I kind of just sat bolt upright and I just said um yeah I need to tell you something. I think I'm gay. And he wow. was like, right. You know, wow. May- maybe I knew that sort of thing. Um, mm. And then from then, um, we sort of started the breakup and, and stuff. And um, but I still kind of didn't want to break up with him because it really would have meant that I actually had to really face up to this. So yeah. I sort of never really was came out. It was just yeah. happened. Well, sorry to interject. No, I was no. just going to say, the thing is, is that you probably by that time, I mean, you've spent so much of your life together. You do actually love them. You just weren't in love with him. No, absolutely. And I think it's quite hard to admit that because you really can tell yourself a narrative. Can't you? you can tell yourself a story. Like, yeah. And if you just tell yourself over and over, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I want. Um, and it's funny because you can do it on the positive side. You, you know, we talk about manifesting things for ourselves now and law of attraction and, and things. And but you can do that in the negative as well you really can tell yourself these stories that aren't real um but they're what you want but it just eats away at you really um but yeah so and that that was it really and then I had um I just sort of went into the female dating pool at that point which was an interesting experience but I mean (laughs) even all right so by the way like as a single person who dates, I mean, mm. the da- dating when you're our age and you know who the fuck you are and you're confident and you know what you want is a minefield, let alone when you're, like, basically started... Well, you're, you're exploring a whole new sex. I don't <laughs> even... Like, how do you even... You know, do you, I would... These would be the things that would be going through my head and tell me if you think that <laughs> that's bullshit. But I'd literally be thinking... Do I tell them that I've just come out? Is that going to put them off? Like, do I ask them how to do stuff in the bedroom? Like, yeah. you know, there's all that kind of stuff that would just, it would just be so overwhelming. Yeah, it is. And I think when you, when you have been sort of what I, like fake straight for a long time, yeah. you, you sort of learn how to build female interactions on a friendship level. And it's obviously mm. a really big shift um, to then moving that into a sort of a romantic sense. And I definitely had that fear about, um, you know, I'm I'm late to the party effectively from, from a lot of the people that I was meeting and you know is that going to put them off um I mean I had a hilarious date actually um once where on. I was on this date with this girl and it was one of the first dates I'd been on met her on tinder because I just thought that's what you did so because I mean so oh. I'm 20 25 at this time and uh so they sat in this pub in Bagshot and I thought right it's far from home not going <laughs> to see anyone I know so they sat at the table you know it's going really well I'm thinking god okay this is cool it's a lot easier than I thought. Someone that right. I know from, I mean, at this point as well, I've still got my wedding ring tan line on my finger because I really right. hadn't been single that long, but I just kind of threw myself in, desperate to just kind of like find out what's, what's what. Um, and this girl that I used to go to school with walks in that I only friends with Facebook, like Facebook friend now sort of thing. She, right. I see her, I clock her and I think, please don't come over. Oh no. She sees me, makes a beeline to the table and goes, Of course she does. Oh my god, Rachel, I haven't seen you in years. How's it going? Oh my god, congratulations. You look beautiful oh. in your dress. How are things oh. going? 
And this girl just looks at me across the table like, you're fucking married. And then she goes, how's, insert male name. And then her yeah. face was even more. And I'm just thinking, shit. And I mean, so I've just met this girl. We've chatted for about a week on Tinder. And I'm all of a sudden having to explain this like whole story. Suddenly you're married to a bloke. Yeah, I'm still married. We actually still live together in separate bedrooms. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, actually, we dated for a little bit after that. So she obviously didn't care, but it didn't work out, obviously. No. But um. Yeah, that was absolutely horrific. So I was a bit, I was a bit um, worried. I was a bit scared after that, sort of where I date. So I sort of started going a little bit further from home to try and avoid that happening again. Oh, mate, hundred percent. It's like, finger. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say though, like at least, and I'm making presumptions because I have no knowledge of what it's like to be in the gay community mm. at all, or gay myself. But at least I imagine one thing that you um, can always talk to someone about is their journey mm-hmm. as how they came out. Because unfortunately, this is a big thing that everyone has to go through this whole coming out process. Um, and I think, you know, it's um, obviously I'm sure you've all got really personal views and journeys to share on it so at least I guess in that instance you could say well look yeah okay my coming out process has been a little bit complicated and I might have accidentally got married sorry hun (laughs) accidentally (laughs) yeah it was an accident it was a big 10-year accident but no I think you're right and I think for some people it is a lot easier for some people than others it's not something I talk to lots of people about actually which is really interesting um Mm. but I think it's because the people that I'm meeting now They've all been, we've been, you know, they've been there for a while, you know, so we're talking people I'm dating now or or people I'm with now, they came out sort of 15 years ago or something like that. But um, mine's obviously a lot less. I mean, I say to people I'm 30 now and I came out at 25. It's really not that long. Um, No. But but I I think I was kind of, I I didn't do the typical um, sort of, I mean, and this is a really speaking statement, I'm probably upset some people, but it's not my intention is, like a lot of lesbians have, and I don't really like that word either, but have quite similar sort of life lifestyles, or um, so you know, football is a very big thing, or, right. you know, or present presenting in a masculine way when they're growing up, which which then makes parents think twice and then question it. I was always very girly, and I still am now, um, and so you know, my my mum just would have never thought or never given me the opportunity to even explore that in my own mind. So. I get a bit frustrated now that you're you're born straight, um, yeah. and I was told I was straight, and I've I've always been a people pleaser. So you know, I wanted my mum wanted me to be successful. She wanted me to have a good job, so I did that. She, yeah. she you know, she wanted me to get married and have children. So I was I was trying to do that to sort of fit this 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 yeah. hole that she had made for me. Um, and I think, and, and she's very open. She's absolutely fine with me. You know, so there's no problems in terms of my family and with coming up, but there really was this kind of just this expectation there were nobody ever asked me if I was gay or straight no and the thing is is that I think I don't think parents are even aware that they're doing this like even I remember um um a family friend their their son you know from a young age was always he he just didn't like playing with boys he liked playing with girls Mm. he liked playing with girls things he liked watching me do my makeup he liked you know trying on my clothes and all that kind of thing and we accidentally encouraged it 
being like, oh, you know, buying him Barbies and stuff. And his dad was like, look, I don't care what sexuality my son is and I don't care what he chooses to play with. But can we please give him the option of both? Yeah. Because what you're doing, you're accidentally enforcing this, you're gay, you're gay, you're gay, or you're straight, you're straight, you're straight. And what you forget is that actually your sexuality is a sexual preference. Mm -hmm. And to associate that with a child when they can barely even flip and walk is actually... It's wrong. It is. So I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. But I think as well we need to kind of divorce sexuality and sex at some point. So, um, you know, yeah. if, if you're a masculine presenting, you know, female child, um, yeah, you know, there's those sort of assumptions. Oh, she's probably going to be gay. And again, if a feminine presenting yeah. young, young man, they're going to say, oh, he's he's probably going to be gay. And that's actually not the case. And uh, and obviously, so that's a spectrum. Sexuality is a spectrum. So you can't blend the two. They are very different. My femininity has nothing to do with my sexuality and the same the same for everybody so um yeah it's 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 a, it's a really really difficult complex thing absolutely yeah. but, but i guess for what you, i'm try, kind of you know taking words out your mouth so please yeah. collect me collect mm. me correct me if i'm wrong i think what you're trying to say is why do we even have to have a conversation about it? Why does it even have to be a thing? You should just be born as you are and then you are whatever the fuck you are by the time you get to a certain age, not, mm. oh, well, she's chosen to deviate from the straight culture that we have and she must therefore endure this horrendous coming out process. Oh, that's, that's exactly actually, it. Yeah. Yeah. Traumatical. It is. Traumatical? Traumatic. It is. And, you know, because young people naturally want to please adults in their lives. So, um, and, and, and we do it with, we do it with young people. I just, I, I know when I was younger, it was like, oh, have you got a boyfriend at school? Have you got a boyfriend at school? So I'm learning. I need a boyfriend. I'm going to find a yeah. boyfriend. And actually, take the sexuality part out about it. Let's stop teaching young people that they have to find a partner. <laughs> It's not the be all and end or, yeah. end or really. I mean, it's great. Let's not. I mean, it's it's fucking great, but it's not. It's not the goal in life. No, um, I know. So that really frustrates me. But I, I definitely, my journey is definitely longer than other people, and I get really jealous sometimes of people that came out younger because they yeah. they had totally different experience, and I haven't made mistakes because it's got me. It's, I am who I am, but I do find mm. I'm frustrated that. Um. It, you know that I was sort of made to think that there was only one option and yeah. I come from a really open-minded but, family so exactly it, it's not this sounds really cliche but it's genuinely it's not your fault it's everyone else's fault that you felt like mm. that and you know actually whether you're gay or straight or bisexual or asexual whatever mm. you look back on your life and think oh I wish I'd done something different so like you said perhaps this was meant to be you know part of your process and all of that and I would love to think as idealistically as mm. that but what I do know is that I knew you at the time when you were getting married and I have no doubt that you cared very very much about your husband but obviously looking back it was clear that you were unhappy and that you were stressed and anxious. So, you know, 
pleasing people it just gets us into so much fucking trouble and this is the whole point of life unpinned it's like well you know where does it stop because it's not just about getting married buying house Mm. having a good career it's literally like social media how you look filters what you're wearing where are you tagging in where are you going on holiday are you following the coolest dj do you know like the most recent trends are you and it is just fucking relentless it is and i'll be honest with you i mean and it but it it continues even now um you know i even now i'm not the right type of gay you know i'm told i'm too girly or i'm told all the time but you don't look gay Um, and i think what the fuck do you want from me like what do you want um like i don't know what else i can do and actually i've given i have actually probably the last year um I've really kind of just like it felt like an out of body experience where I just thought no fuck this <laughs> this is me like but just stop questioning me on any on any yeah. part of myself my career my job where I'm at financially where just none of yeah. it it doesn't matter it's mine it's it's literally that and I think you and I have been in kind of parallel a little bit because I very much feel like the past year of my life is, well, about a year ago is when I suddenly thought, I'm fucking sick and tired of suppressing my personality mm. and who I am because because other people can't handle it. Oh, she's a bit much. Yes. All right, well then, to be honest, we're probably not mates, so why do you care? Yeah, that's so true. Like, why don't you just let me live? I'll let you live. You go off and do your thing. I'll go off and do mine. You don't have to follow me on social media. You don't have to listen to my podcast. You don't have to screen grab pictures of me, you know, and send them to girls. Like, we're not fucking children. I just can't. I'm sick and tired of suppressing my personality and who I am. And it's got nothing to do with my sexuality. It's not stopping me living my life. You were suppressing something that actually was stopping you living your life. So hats off to you, Han. <laughs> Thank you. Got there in the end. Got there in the end. <laughs> I have a burning question about this, though, okay. because you work in, um, let's be honest, uh, an environment that is very traditional, steeped in history. You work with people who are from a certain background, certain social background. Mm. Like, How have you found immersing into that? Has it been fine? Um, so it's kind of twofold. Like, I mean, because I'm also I'm fairly common. Um, uh, you know, I haven't got the university <laughs> background. I haven't got that sort of traditional what you would expect people in Parliament to look like. But I will say mm. it's a really, really open place to work, and it, there is a lot of effort that goes into um, being inclusive and open and um, safe. Um, and Good. I really, really value that. I mean, I've I've had instances, you know, it, it, throughout my whole career, and I won't say where where it was, where you know, I've, um, oh, what did you do at the weekend? Or me and my girlfriend did this, and a boyfriend, no girlfriend, boyfriend, no yeah. girlfriend, yeah. Um, you know, or or, or 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 the question is just, oh, where did you go to university? And I said, well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't go to university. Yeah. Um, and and that and it, but yeah. then it, it just sort of creates this strange. And I think when I got, so I was engaged um, to my last partner. And uh, everyone I told, I was, it was like, oh, oh, were you expecting it? And I said, well, yeah, because I fucking planned it for six months. <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah. was. And they're like, oh, but it's not February. And I go, no, but she's a female. And it doesn't have to be February anyway. But if a female does want to propose to a man, like, um, but yeah. no, I mean, that environment, 
I find it more difficult based on my the way that I speak, the way that I look. Um, right. You know, like lashes. I wear hair pretty. I mean, you've seen. I wear pretty heavy makeup. I uh, stuff like that. So I find it more difficult mm. in that mm. that than the than my sexuality because that doesn't really come up. Um, and as I say, it's, yeah. it's a sort of place that it's it's pretty it's pretty diverse, and there's a lot of effort that goes into it being a safe and open environment. I mean, it's true. Um, I worked somewhere where one of my colleagues, he was clearly gay. I mean, he he was like, he looked like a Kendall. <laughs> he was absolutely stunning. He was immaculately turned mm. out. He was very, you know, engaging. And I'm not stereotyping gay men, by the way. I'm just saying there were so many things that I made me wonder whether he was straight or not. Um, and then every time he went on holiday, I'd be like, oh, who are you going on holiday with? What do you do at the weekend? Just a friend, a friend, a friend, a friend, a friend, always a friend. And I'm like, I wanted to say to him, like, mate, just fucking tell me. Like, what? it's so upsetting that you feel that you can't actually, but of, it's not my place no. to make someone have that uncomfortable. But in the end, you know, he, we actually, we went out, we went for work do and people started playing Snog Marry Avoid, which was so awkward because it was coming around to him and I was like, oh no, he's clearly gay and someone's going to ask him to do Snog Marry Avoid on three girls. Uh, and he actually just said, well, to be honest, none of them because I prefer mm -hmm. men. And I was like, yes! Yeah. Thank like, I was just so happy for him. I was just like, why has it taken you this long? I'm so sorry that you felt that you couldn't share this yeah. with us. It's really funny though, because there's a point where there's avoidance and that's kind of what you're describing. But then there's also an element of like, yeah. you wouldn't walk up to someone and be like, hi, I'm Ellie, I'm straight. Or hi, I'm Ellie, I like boys. No. Um, and so, but then sometimes things do go on too long. And I remember reading a, a blog piece by, by someone, that, my, my manager at the time, um, where I work now and she'd said uh, she'd often felt particularly in the workplace that telling that saying my wife or my girlfriend was oversharing which is really interesting right, yeah. um, and yeah. she, she just immediately felt as like as though it was an overshare whereas yeah. you wouldn't normally feel that way and I think I'm quite lucky in a way that I have experienced I was I was married and I had the sort of and I had that life and I'm now experiencing the other, and, and the difference, there is a big difference. Um, yeah. Because yeah. let's be honest, it wasn't just the coming out bit. I mean, you had to go through a divorce. Yeah. You had to go through all of the, I mean, that in itself is, you know, a huge thing for people to go through, let alone in your mid-20s. And not to mention you were holding down your career the entire time, albeit you had to cycle in and out of work because you just had to drive a <laughs> oh license. Oh, I don't, I know. And actually, my, my divorce took me quite a long time to sort out as well because I kind of, so I'm, a, I'm Gemini, I just avoid everything. I'll avoid it if it's a bit, you know, if, I, if it makes me really uncomfortable. Unless it's work, I just, my personal life, I'll just avoid it. So, um, mm. yeah, I avoided it for quite a while. It took me quite a long time to get my divorce. So actually, when I started my new job, I'd, I'd been divorced, I'd been separated for a really long time. Um, like two years but I had to start in my married name and then I had to get it changed and everyone oh. and the, the funniest thing with that was everyone was like oh did you get married 
And I was like, oh, oh no, I got divorced. And they're looking at me thinking, you're 26, what the fuck? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, and I've got a girlfriend. And they're like, what? <laughs> What's going on? You're like, let's save it for later because you're going to yeah. need a one. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, well, honestly, you just... I respect so much that entire journey. The fact that you've been so open about it on your social media, I just loved it. I love that you are just so, like, you're not afraid to be vulnerable because what that gives is that gives other people um, who are having any sort of situation in their life that is the same not necessarily the fact that they are married and secretly gay but you know that they have found themselves in an engagement and they don't know how to get out of it or they've been in a long-term relationship and they kind of don't know what to do about the fact that they don't want to marry that person or the fact that they you know the whatever it is that they're kind of thinking deep down seeing other people do shit helps you do shit and I know I overshare on my social media. I know a lot of people will probably see things that I post and roll their eyes, but I don't give a fuck because all I care about is one person who has ever felt remotely how I've felt on days to just see it and go, yeah. I'm normal. So I totally agree. I, I overshare and I've got worse over the last few months as well. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I'm getting, to, I'm, I'm annoying myself, but I haven't lost any of my followers and my friends haven't said anything yet. So they'll be my... They'll be, they'll be my trigger <laughs> to, to sort of slow down a bit. But probably even then, actually, I probably wouldn't. But, um, I, yeah, I, I call it like living out loud. I, I do think I'm an oversharer a bit, but I agree with you. I think it's important. Um, and because I don't think I'm abnormal in what's happened. And I don't think it's particularly <laughs> special. I don't think I dealt with it well or not. But what you were saying, you know, if you are in an unhappy relationship, and the thing is, it could be, be an unhappy relationship. Oh, God, my friend said something to me the other day. I said, are you happy? And um, I'm going to say they so that it can't be uh, pinned to who it is, but said, well, I'm not unhappy. And I was like, fuck, yeah. that's not the same fucking thing. Um, you know, yeah. th- that's really not exactly. the same. Being happy and not being unhappy. A polar, but, you know, a total ends of different ends of the scale. And you really just got to do what you want to do because you only end up hurting people in the long run or really hurting yourself. That's it. And also, it's not even just specific no. to relationships. It's anything like, oh, you know, I'm miserable in my job and seeing someone like, you know, retrain in the, in their late 20s and start from the beginning and earn a mm. minimum wage and all of that. Like just giving someone the courage to say, do you know what? Fuck it. I don't know how this is going to work out, but I have to do this for myself because I'm more likely to die of a fucking heart attack right now through the stress and misery than the risk that I'm mm. about to take, quite frankly. So that's yeah, that's yeah, that's feel, our really. advice. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope you're taking notes. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've sufficiently put the world to rights, and I just <laughs> want to say thank you so much for being so open and honest and sharing, you know, some personal parts of your life I mean Mm. I kind of feel with this podcast sometimes I'm like you know what maybe I should start sharing stuff um but obviously it's not meant to be about me it's meant to be about me like saying everyone is fucking cool let's celebrate each other yeah 
Um, so thank you. I really, really appreciate it. I kind of forgot at the beginning because we just got so into the conversation. I was like, do you know what? We're on a vibe. I needed to ask you um, if you had bought anything during lockdown, which had changed your lockdown for you or you'd recommend to people. Oh, I think um, probably my spin bike. Because, Jealous. yeah, because I friggin' hate it. And actually, do you remember that time that I threw myself off a bike in a class with you so I didn't have to finish? Because you, cause, <laughs> <No>. yeah, <laughs> I, and I left. So you, because you introduced me to spinning, but I, I hate it, but I love it. So my spin bike, probably, and I got that first lockdown. That's probably my favourite one. Oh, mate, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Do you know what? I remember when we were working at the council, you were like, right, you know, I'm getting married. I need you to, like, kick my ass and get me to go to yeah. the gym. And do you remember you had the worst doms ever? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I couldn't even, I had to go down the, the stairs on my bum into reception. <laughs> no I do and that was because I'm oh, I was like 20 years old working in office and I was a manager for the first time and I thought I had to wear huge frigging heels as well to like assert my authority in some way so I look like an absolute knob <laughs> yeah thanks for that <laughs> oh but no I had them there as well I remember um my my boyfriend at the time his sister gave me my first ever personal training session and I was a total newbie right um and I had the worst doms and for anyone that doesn't uh, know what DOMS is, it's, um, it's the delayed onset of muscular soreness. And it's basically the soreness that you get after a workout. And when you get your first round of real DOMS, wow, it is real. And um, I was, my boyfriend at the time, uh, I, he woke me up in the middle of the night. He was going, shh, it's fine. You're just having a nightmare. And I was like, no, no, no. I can't move. <laughs> I'm paralysed. <laughs> Honestly. I literally can't move. And then couldn't get on the toilet, obviously, to do a wee. And I was like to him, I'm sorry. I'm I'm weeing in the shower. He was like, You're fucking not. I was like, It's happening, yeah. babe. Sorry. You know, it's, it's that point where you kind of have to throw yourself back into a chair because there's no kind of like there's no lowering. <laughs> it's just a kind of fall. Yeah, no, that was awful. Thanks for that. But I mean, I mean, I did look good on the wedding day, so it's just a shame I can't put the yeah, pictures anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In our yeah, I've somewhere. got a Flickr account for whenever I go back, but don't tell anyone. Oh, yeah. Oops. Oops. <laughs> um, and what about anything? Oh, do you know what? The more I do these shows, I'm like, God, so too many things annoy me. Mm. Um, is there anything that gets on your tits in life? Loads. <laughs> so I'm going to do some, I'll tell you on some small ones. So when people say en route, but they put O-N oh, instead of E-N. Oh, terrible. I mean, generally in messages using that, using sort of like just making those mistakes like there and there and that sort of stuff really gets on my nerves. But also social yeah. media, stop starting your posts with when. When. Like, when I what? don't know when I went for dinner, when we went for a dog walk. <laughs> Why when? You know, and I think it's like the current version of, you know, Facebook mm. used to do, you had you put is, Rachel Aves, is happy or is eating. Oh, do you remember? Yeah. And I feel like this is the sort of present day version where we're all going to look back and be like, why the fuck did we keep saying when about everything? I don't remember. I haven't seen a lot of when, not. but I remember when Bay came out, B-A-E. Oh, fuck mm -hmm. what was that i still see it every now and then 
I'm following. Yes. Bye bye. Oh, it's family. Oh well. Yeah, I just think so many irrational things wind me up. And um, I've just remembered uh, when I was doing my podcast research, I put a few uh, stories up saying, guys, send me in some things that piss you off. And I'm I'm annoyed because I haven't got them all screen grabbed in front of me. But two that I remember, one, I was like, <laughs> why does this annoy you? Um, someone replied saying, when lorries try to overtake each other. <laughs> oh, oh, no, that is really annoying. Yeah, then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, that actually is quite annoying, but it probably wouldn't be the first thing that I would think of. No, it wouldn't. So what's yours? Um, oh, mine. Oh, God. See, I get worried about offending people. Mine has got to be when we were commuting and, you know, when life existed. And I'm all up for people watching programmes while they're on a train or on the tube. When you're walking, put your fucking phone down. I'm trying to get to work. I'm trying to get home. I'm trying to get to the next tube station, wherever it is. And you're dilly-dallying in front of me watching Hollyoaks. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to really piss you off. Sometimes if I'm reading a really good book, I read it whilst I'm walking. You're not one of them. But I mean, it's happened with like two or three books. Okay, It's, it's only when it's a really good book. But, okay. oh, my God, I'm really sorry. Yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, I would be the person behind you being like, excuse me, and you'd be going, something, And I'd be going, fucking, haven't you got anywhere to get be? <laughs> I'm like that. No, I work flexi hours, man. Don't worry about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone else sent one in saying, um, and, and unfortunately, I have, I know quite a few people that do this, and... I can't say I wouldn't do it myself if I was in a couple, but the Chris, the matching Christmas pajama. Oh God, that's a whole thing. Picture. I'm I'm really not yeah. a fan. To be fair though, saying no. that I probably would wear matching pajamas with my dog. Oh mate, how have we not? We've almost we accidentally almost skipped past it. <laughs> we're part we're dog divorce parents. I know. I've got full custody wow. though, so. Yeah, you yeah. Although that's that's good and bad because I can't like you know, holiday is awkward, um, you know, and and I've absorbed the cost of the of a German Shepherd on my own, so there's that. Yeah. But apart from that, yeah, I'm pretty happy. How expensive a dog? Oh, it's ridiculous. Honestly, the other day he chewed his foot for about three days straight, and it cost me four hundred quid. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And so every time I, I'm like, stop chewing! Don't don't you dare! Like I'm like watching him like a hawk now. Like stop chewing yourself. Um, oh my god honestly I think I worked out so for anyone that doesn't know I have a Weimaraner that is part of dog divorce and he lives with his dog dad (laughs) in Surrey Um, but I steal him whenever I go home and the only reason I didn't take him when we we didn't actually divorce by the way we weren't married but was because I couldn't give him a proper life but um, I we worked out uh so like with his insurance two days at doggy daycare and dog food uh he was like 300 quid a month yeah 
mental. Yeah, it's frightening. And it's so worth it. And some days I think, oh, hell no. But, um, <laughs> you know, and so, yeah, and I'm looking at moving and stuff and it's just, it's just more complicated. I mean, I've, I've done this yeah. divorce thing now. So I, was, I wasn't, I didn't end up getting married to my ex-partner, but um, I ended up with three cats from my first divorce and a German shepherd from this second separation. So I'm never getting another pet with a partner ever. Mate, never. No. 100%. I always end up Do you know them. what I'm... I think we're learning. What I think we're learning here is let's just sack marriage off and have loads of pets. Yes, I'm there. Yeah, yeah I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. I'm with you. And we won't be mental like the crazy cat lady or the crazy dog lady. We'll just be trendsetters and then loads of people will just be like, yeah, fuck it. And we'll start part of a like mad parent, mad pet parent movement. Yeah, I'm feeling this. I'm just living in a little colony. We're, just, we're working yeah. from home anyway. Screw it. It's just my pillow off. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I'm there. Genuinely, Louis, Louis has been like, you know, the love of my life. No no joke. Yeah, bears the same. Yeah, I feel that way about him. Honestly, we just sit and stare at each other some nights and just like look into each other's eyes. And I think, oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Not joking. Yeah. I think we accidentally got a broken dog though, unfortunately. Like vine runners are meant to be super intelligent. You're meant to be able to train them to like you know, people post their videos like, Oh my Lula, she's only five months old and she's already learned how to open the pedal bin and the front door. Louis, if a door's ajar, he just sits behind it barking. I'm like, push it with your nose, Louis. <laughs> oh my god, did you drop him or something? But I don't know what he's broken. I don't understand. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh dear, dog divorce. God, someone said to me once they were like, Oh, that's very um Hollywood. I was like, Oh god, I'm one of them. Oh, it is a bit. But I think that's really difficult because I don't I think I don't think I could hang around. It depends how it ended, but I don't want to be lingering yeah. around. You know, if I move house, I don't want you turning up at my house to pick up the dog. And I'm sitting there with my new mm. partner having a roast. Uh, you know, I just, you know, we're, divorced, we're done. And yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair mm. enough. Actually, I have started dating someone recently oh. and they have a, they have a um, child. Right. Um, and I'm like, that's cool. I've got a dog. And he's like, it's not the same. I'm like, it is. Uh, it is. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it is. <laughs> I yeah. think it is. I'm with yeah. you, Ellie. Oh, dear. Well, look, honestly, it has been just so amazing having you on. Mm. I knew you would be brilliant on this. And I, I'm so grateful for you to saying, yep, yeah, I'm up for it. And I'm fully up for talking about anything and you've also just been so supportive of me even doing this and we hardly ever see each other anymore but we've always stayed in touch over the years and it was obviously meant to be I agree I think so too and I can't wait to go for some cocktail soon because it's needed oh mate (laughs) it is gonna pop off oh dear okay well thank you very much uh for joining rachel and everyone that's listened or listening um if you'd care to pop us a review on apple Podcasts, we'd be ever so grateful but if not then fine fuck you no i'm joking um thanks for coming and see you all, all soon. right thanks ellie see you later bye, bye.